Amen. Long we have a song. Radio. I'll be moving forward. Just listen to this. Right. Amen. We're going to play for you. Um, I, I don't have the rights for this song, but this is a song I love. It's called Graves into Gardens, um, and it, it definitely blesses me. Um, so as we play that, we get that ready for you guys. You know, I hope that um, everything runs. Like I said, we're 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 new at this. And we're, we,
Amen. God, we thank you. We thank God. We thank God for you that have tuned in. We thank God. We're not looking at numbers. We're just looking at what God is doing in our lives. And God has done miraculous things. This is 2021. This is January the 19th, 2021. 2020 is over. You know, and though we still are living in some of the residual effects of 2021, we know that God is the God of the year. This is God's year. And as we realize that it's God's year, you know, we, we, we're not putting ourselves first, but we're putting God first. That as it's being God's year, that if we put God in perspective, that we can't have a bad year because it's all working together for our good anyway. We, we we don't always like that when we say it. We like it because we're thinking of the outcome. But when we go and through it, huh, yeah, I had so many phone calls and people that I had to talk to um, last year um, because of this pandemic, because of this um, situational um, crisis in our nation, throughout our world, people's hearts were failing. And I was getting a lot of calls. People, you know, put, you put reverend in front of your name and people think that you have the answer, but, you know, I had to seek God myself. You know, I had to seek God, you know, for my peace. I had to seek God for my comfort. I had to seek God for my answers. And I want to tell you, people of God, you know, and those that are listening, and I, I thank God for you that continue to be faithful and just listen, you know, as we're sharing the word, that we have to have an individual relationship with God. And as we're separated through these, through this pandemic and through this, I would say, through this governmental sanctions to keep us separated, we have to find out where we are in God. What is our relationship? You know, it says that absence makes the heart grow fonder. But what I'm finding is that absence from God makes my heart grow weary because we, we're not realizing that this is a spiritual walk. We, can, we cannot do anything. Without God, it, without him, we can do nothing. We know the song we sing. We, we, without him, I would fail like a ship without a sail because we have to recognize it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the spirit of the Lord. What we do, how we walk, how we move in him, we live, move, and have our being, not in our own power, not in our own strength, not in our own ability, but in him. And as we recognize that it's he, it's him who we need, it's him who we live through, it's him who we have the victory through, then we can present ourselves to him. I present myself to God, not faultless. I, I present myself to God with all my flaws. I, I present myself to God with all my struggles. I, I present myself to God with all my arguments, with all of the conflicts. God, this is where I am. This is who I am. This is what I'm battling with. Why that I can see his comfort? Why that I can see his answer? Why? Because I need his direction. I need him to tell me what to do to navigate. We we mistakenly See that we have to live this perfect life, and I'm not talking about we're living in a life of sin, but we have to, we always put our best foot forward. We always put our best suit on. We always put and dress up our best that people will see our best selves, and that's a good thing. That's a good position, but don't come to God like that. Don't come to God like you got it all together. Don't come to God like got the answers. Don't come to God like you don't need help. Come to God and say, God, I need help. Oh, shit. God, I need help. God, I'm struggling in my heart. I'm struggling in my mind. I'm struggling in my understanding. I'm struggling in how to follow you. I'm, I'm struggling in what I have to do. God, help me. And as we come to God, my God, he is the prayer answering God. Sister Tammy at the church sings that in worship. He's the prayer answering God. He's the God who answers prayer. But guess what? We have to, you have to pray to pray. You can't talk about prayer to pray. You can't discuss prayer to pray. You have, you can't study prayer to pray. You have to pray to pray. As we're looking and we're going to take a look real quickly, and I already feel that this is going to be a series. I already believe when I'm looking at, I'm thinking about David in the cave of Adullam. We always read that in First Samuel, and we talk about how, he fled from Saul. 
You know, and he, he first was in a cave called Engedi, but what, people don't really hear too much about Engedi. Engedi was a pleasant place, it, but in the name and in the definition in the Hebrew, it means that it was an oasis for goats. <laughs> they called it an oasis for young goats because of the steepness of the cliffs, and no one could access it. Only people who could climb the cave and climb up the mountainside was goats. It was a dwelling place for goats. Now, I don't know if you've ever been there, but there's a place that only people who are designed to be there, only things that are designed to live in that habitat can stay. But it's called the cave of Engedi. What, what, what we always read about and what we always talk about is the cave of Adullam. Because once David got to the cave of Adullam, once David got to the cave of Adullam, it says that there those that were destitute, those that were broken, those that were in despair, those that were needed help <laughs> to David in the cave. And when we like that part, we, we like that part. We, we like that part that when he came to where God had led him, people came and followed him. He was already, we already know that David was anointed to be king. We already know that David was anointed by the prophet. We already know that Saul was out to kill him. We already know that Saul was jealous of him. But when I look at this, I see a different, I see a different aspect of it because I see a lot that we have, I would say, People in churches, I've been through a different, lot of different churches with a lot of different leaderships, and we had people leaving our churches because of leadership. Now, these were people who led worship. These were people who ministered the word. These were people who sang. These were people who did things and, and worked in the ministry, and they left because of leadership. Everyone wants the David anointing. Everyone wants the David Songs. Everyone wants to worship like David. Everyone wants to be a man after a woman after God's own heart like David, but no one wants to stay under bad leadership. Y'all going to hear me because I'm talking to people. I'm talking to people that are in this thing and they want the anointing. They, they want the anointing. They, they want to be used of God, but they don't want to struggle. They don't want to go through. They, they they don't want to have to put up with things that ruffle their flesh. But I'm going to tell you, if you're putting a place of worship, you're going to have to worship in the cave as well as the palace. You're going to have to worship in the cliffs, in the hiding places, in the hard places, not just in the places that are comfortable for you. Because in that place of press is where the pressure is where the anointing continues to flow out of us. We, we're looking for God to move us to a new place, but we don't want to move to a new place. And, and this is what I mean by that. God puts me in a position where I'm the second to last man. I'm, I'm put in a position I feel, I feel personally that I'm the one that God wants to do this, but someone is before me. So instead of saying and staying under that, and I get impatient and I leave from under the headship that God has me under. Most of the time it's because we don't trust God's hand. And I would say on the majority is because we get an opportunity to be used somewhere else. And being used is what we want. We don't want the anointing. We want to be used. We want to be seen. We want to be recognized that we're gifted. But God has your gift in a harness. God has your gift in a cave. God has your gift hidden. Listen, the cave of Adullam. Adullam means fortress. And when they talked about cave, the, the word cave in the Hebrew here was was purposed or means meant fortress. There, it was a it was a stronghold. It was a place where. There was no access that you would have. You had stronghold. You had footing. It was a it was a hiding place. See, we're looking for hiding places, and it says that first David went to Engedi. Why? Because Engedi was dressed up. Engedi looked good. Engedi it wasn't the palace, but it had streams. It had fountains. It had waterfalls. The only thing, and it wasn't accessible. Ah, ah yes, God. Aren't you glad that we have a God that's accessible? 
I, I want to tell you, it's time to come out of the cave. It's time to stop hiding in the cave and go to the place where the press is. Just as Gideon did, he went to the place where the press is. He was in the wine press. He was in the place where the pressure was. He was in the place where God called him a mighty man of valor. We know the story. Who, me? He didn't see himself the way God saw him. The problem is a lot of us see ourselves the way God sees us, but we have no patience. We, we have no patience in the press. We have no patience in the place of discomfort. I, I'm putting my hand up. We have no patience. We, we don't like the place of discomfort. We don't like the place where people don't agree with us. We don't like the place where people hard press us. We, we don't like the place where we feel disrespected, but it's that place, my God, it's that place where you have to find your way to navigate through prayer. I, I, I'm glad I learned that. I'm glad I'm learning that. We, I, don't, I don't have that type of leadership. I have a leader that loves me. I have a leader that is not afraid to allow God to use me. Now, on every front, we, our assistant pastors, the ministers in the church, church that we fellowship in, we have a great fellowship. But there's still some that from things that I did 20, 25 years ago, they still try to hold on me. I don't even study none of those people, and I pray for them because I understand not every prodigal son left the house. <laughs> I ain't going to mess with y'all with that. We talked about that before. But not every prodigal son. We talk about the prodigal son, and I shifted on that. We, we talk about the prodigal son that left because we know that the prodigal was wasteful. But if it's wasteful, was it just because he wasted his living outside of the house? But do you remember the conversation that the father had with the oldest son? He said, son, you're always here. Our half is yours. The son said, you never did this for me. He said, everything I have is yours. You can do that anytime you want. And the problem is that very thing. Some of the things that some of you, you, you backslid, you came back home, and God is doing things in you, and people are jealous. They're not jealous because of your gift. They're jealous because they didn't do the things that you have courage to do. Uh-huh. I'm going to say it right there. They, they, they're, they're not afraid of your gift. They don't understand how you can have come and wasted your life. You have, could have come from a place of disobedience. You could come from a place of rebellion and come back in the house, and God still uses you. My God, God still blesses you. God still keeps you. God still equips you and is motivating and promoting you. And it's not because they didn't have the opportunity. It's because they didn't take the opportunity. The older son said, you never did this for my friends. The father said, everything I have is yours. You could have done this at any time because all I have belongs to you. As we're moving into the things of God, we, we recognize everything we have belongs to God. And everything God has, listen, belongs to us. In Deuteronomy, it says that the hidden things belong to the Lord our God. But those things that have been revealed belong to us and to our children. My God, how, what, how much has God revealed? Has he revealed healing? Has he revealed health? Has he revealed wealth? Has he revealed his word? Has he delivered? As, what has God revealed? Guess what? It all belongs to you. It all belongs to us the children of God. That's how we walk in these things. That's how we walk in the things of God because God freely gave them to us through Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, if you're in a cave, you can come out of that cave. Don't look for the cave to be your fortress. Don't look for the cave to be your strong time. Don't look for the cave to be your hiding place, but look for your cave to be the place where God develops your character, builds up your courage. God does those things. And the point that I really like is that he also 
curbed David's heart. You say, how, when, when did it say that? He curbed David's heart because when Saul went to relieve himself at the mouth of the cave, it says that David cut off a piece of his garment. But when he did it, God made him feel bad. My God. God made him feel bad. And he says that he can't touch God's anointed. The men, the people that followed him said, oh, wow, what did you do? You had the opportunity. God gave him to you. But he said, I can't touch God's anointed. God is building your character through those people who rubbed you wrong. How you doing, Deetra? How you doing, Danita? God bless you, Brother Wayne. We see everyone. We see y'all that are. And we. God is building your character through those that rubbed you the wrong way. <laughs> because we're not we're we're not responsible for anyone's response to God. We're not responsible for anyone's response to us. We're responsible for our response. We're responsible for our walk. So when people rub me the wrong way and I feel it, I take that feeling, I take that misunderstanding and hey, it might not be a misunderstanding. They might have said exactly what they meant. They might have said it for my destruction. They might have said it for my harm. They might have said it to hurt me. But God meant it for my good. God meant it to make me. God meant it to shape me. God meant it to strengthen me. Why? How do you know? Because all his thoughts towards me are good. Thinking come in my life that he didn't lie, then it came to work for my good. Then it came to work for my courage. Then it came to work for my blessing. Then it came to work for my strength. Then it came to work for my character. It came to work me because he that begun a good work, my God, I feel this thing. He that begun a good work in me will perform it. He that begun a good work in you, listen, the Bible says he will perform it. And knowing the faithfulness of God, knowing that God is not just able, but God is faithful. God is going to do just what he said he'd do. God is going to move just the way he said he's going to move. In this pandemic, I tell you, I, 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 I admitted the last time that we were on the line. We couldn't get on Facebook for whatever reason, but we stayed here on the line. And I, I told everyone that from the time that they did that public lynching. You don't call it a lynching, but I call it a lynching. The public lynching of George Floyd, my head, my mind has been troubled. I've been really perplexed. And then seeing this insurrection happen on the Capitol, it took me back to, uh, what, 1985, around 1985. We had people um, that, that stormed the Capitol building stormed the Capitol building, um, went into the house, took artifacts out of the house, destroyed or attacked our very democracy, and only one person died. And I'm not saying it like that. Oh, that's a shame. Should have more died. But these are people that came from all over the nation, from their state, from their city, from their place of dwelling to the Capitol. It was known that they were coming, and there wasn't enough security. There weren't enough police. There weren't enough coverage, and they stormed the Capitol building. And I thought about 1985 right here in Philadelphia when MOVE was bombed. These are people that didn't even leave their city, much less their state, and 11 people were killed in a bomb that was dropped on their home. It troubled me. I, I thought about it. I said, God, this, this just bothers me. You have to help me stand and not just understand. You have to help me process this in my thinking. You have to help me that I can continue to focus on you. You have to help me because you know my mindset. You know my thoughts are far off, God. And and I know people are struggling with the things that they see, the, the insurrection, the the injustices, the prejudice, you know, the partiality, the you know, socioeconomics and all these things that come up. The problem is not the system. The problem is sin. Men's heart. You cannot legislate sin. 
Men's heart has to be renewed by the Savior. You, you cannot legislate to make a man or a woman do right. The man can only be converted. The Bible says you must be converted. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Now, we can have religion, but the problem is that we have a form of godliness in America, but we deny the power of God. Just naming the name of Christ. We know the word. We know what the scripture says. Many are going to say, didn't I know you? Didn't I do this? Didn't I accomplish this? Didn't we say all these things in your name? And you're going to say, I didn't even know you. So we can't look at people who say that they're Christian. We can't look at people who say that they're preachers. We can't look at people who say that they love God. We have to look at their actions. And there will never be, let me not say the word never, until we get to the point where men's hearts are changed by the gospel, we, we have to get back to preaching the gospel. We have to get back to preaching the God, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because, listen, the Bible says it is the power of God unto salvation. You want people saved? Preach the gospel. You, you want people delivered? Preach the gospel. You want people set free? You want people drug free? You want people's habits broken? Preach the gospel because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, that God provided a way of escape before the foundation of the world through his son that he sent to live a vicarious life, to die a death for us in our place, that we might not face the judgment of God. And through his through his life, through his blood, through his death on the cross, that we now have reconciliation. We now have peace with God through his atonement, through the price he paid, that we might have the right to the tree of life. Ah, the son of God became the son of man, that we, the children of men, might become the children of God. God has made a way for you. We don't have to mourn as others mourn. We don't sorrow as others sorrow. We don't face the difficulties of life alone because the God of our salvation is on our side. You might be in a cave, but don't let the cave become your dwelling place. God did not make you to stay in a cave. God wants to have you come out of that cave, but come out better. Come out stronger. (laughs) I'm thinking of the $6 million man. Hallelujah. We can make him better than he was. Better. Stronger. As I know some of y'all young people don't don't know nothing about that. Six million dollar man, the bionic man. We can make him better. That was the theme, how it came on. Stronger, faster than he was. The things that we go through are falling out rather for the furtherance of the gospel. We trust that God is doing exactly what he called and what he purposed to do in you, that through your struggle, through your pain, process your pain through prayer. Process your pain through talking to God. Talk to God. God, I'm confused. God, is this the end? A lot of people are thinking this is the last days. It's going to act worse and worse. We ain't seen nothing yet. A lot of people's hearts are fainting. A lot of people's hearts are failing. We've had two young people from our church pass in the last two weeks. Broke my heart. Broke my heart. But I understand and I thank God that they were saved. I would have been even more sorrowful if they died in sin. Maybe you have a loved one. Maybe you have someone you need to pray for. I know what I want to do. I want to pray right now. You know, it's not time for the altar call, but I feel the need to pray right now. And that's what I'm going to do. God, I do thank you. I thank you for the cave experience. Pray for everyone that's under the sound of my voice. God, that will listen and view this video and that will listen to the archives of Blog Talk Radio. 
God, and Purpose Kingdom Network. God, whichever media stream and which way they would hear it, God, I pray that your word will not return to your void. God, but what they need to hear, Holy Spirit, that you would give them ear to hear, that you would encourage every heart, lift up every hung down head, strengthen every feeble knee, comfort every broken heart, God, for you are the God of all comfort. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. As I look at this cave movement, and we talked about it at the beginning, where David left the cave because Saul was trying to kill him. I'm still harping on and still trying to push the fact that David's anointing as a worshiper was on him before he moved to the palace, before he killed Goliath, before Saul threw a javelin, David was already anointed. And I'm speaking in particularly to those who know that the hand of God is on your life. But you still have haters. <laughs> you still have those that are trying to and seemingly to always attack you. I want you to take joy in that because those attacks are for your good. Those attacks are building you up. And because I feel that it's already at this point, maybe that's you. Maybe you're a backslider. Maybe maybe you maybe you were in church, and you know since this pandemic, you have lost your faith. You you've lost touch with God. You've lost communication. You haven't spoken to Him like you used to. You feel that you're in a cave where your voice is bouncing the walls and. You feel like you're in a hollow place. We talk about the cave and the word cave, again, I've said in the, New in the Old Testament, is the same word used as stronghold or fortress. Um, but even in that place, it was a hollow place. If you've gone in a cave, there's a, it's a damp place. The climate is cooler than it is on the outside because very little sun gets in a cave. But at the same time, God was in the cave. It doesn't matter if you're in a cave tonight. As long as God is in the cave with you, it's going to work out for your good. Maybe you've turned your back. You said, you know what? I've had all this faith. I prayed. and God hasn't answered any of my prayers. And I want to take an excerpt from, I heard from Noel Jones that, we misconstrue that scripture where it says without faith is impossible, not for God to please us, but for us to please God. It shows we have faith when the things we hope for, the things we pray for don't happen, but we still hold on to God. So I need you to get up now. Like I said, maybe you're a backslider, maybe you have turned your back on the things of God. Maybe you, because of this pandemic, you just lost your faith in church. Maybe someone offended you and you lost your faith in church people. Hey, I want to tell you, that's not where your faith needs to be anyway. Your faith doesn't need to be in people. Your faith needs to be in God. But maybe you feel you need to renew your covenant. You need to re-energize yourself. You need to repent. I'm going to say a simple prayer that I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say it and mean it. And when you say what you mean and mean what you say, God will do just what you've asked. It's not his will that any of us should perish, but that all of us should come to a place of repentance. Repentance is not just a word or something that you say out of your mouth, but repentance is a change of heart, a change of direction. Listen, and we have the God. We, we have the prayer answering God. The Bible reminds us of us having 
evil fathers would give us good things, how much more will our heavenly father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask him? Repeat with me. We're going to say this prayer together. Then after that, we're going to bring on our online pastor, and they're going to give you some information on how to correspond with Purpose Kingdom and how you can listen to the archives and whatever announcements, and then we'll come back and give the final words and the benediction. Say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin and wash me, cover me in the blood of Jesus. Save my soul and write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I ask it in Jesus' name and to his glory. Lord Jesus, by your spirit, come into my heart and become Lord and master of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Amen. Let me pray for you. God, I do thank you and I bless you for every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that repeated that prayer. God, we know that, hallelujah, that is not your will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God, we know and believe, hallelujah, God, that your desire for us is that we prosper, God, and that you bring us to that expected end. God, we know, hallelujah, that you made a way of escape for us, God, and you said, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation. God, I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice, not just those that repeated that prayer, God, but that your blessings will rest on them, uh, that you would arrest every heart, every spirit, every mind, God, in the name of Jesus, God, that you would bring us all to a greater relationship with you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 We thank God. We thank God. We're going to bring on, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to bring on our online pastor, Pastor Toy. Uh, she's going to come with some information for you, those that have um, received Christ and some correspondence information and a few announcements, and then we'll come back and finish up and give a final word. Hallelujah, God, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I don't know about you all out there that was listening to that word this evening, but it truly touched and blessed my soul. And Reverend Aaron, I just got to say real quick, out of everything that God said this evening, I bless him for the confirmation of praising him in the cave. Hallelujah, God that everybody wants to wait till the battle is over, but the songwriter said, don't wait till the battle is over to shout now. You better shout right now. So you're going to win. Hallelujah, God. We thank and praise God by faith for that soul out there that gave their life to Christ this evening. We encourage you. Or you know what? It might not even be this evening. You may listen to this at a later date and decide to give your life to Christ. But whenever you do, we encourage you yeah. to find a believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and yeah. heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. But until you do, bless God, that is why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here just for you. Please join us tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. for another broadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network. We will be coming to you with the dwelling place and the host, Minister Dominique Hudson, right here at 9 p.m. on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. You can follow us here at Purpose Kingdom 
on Facebook as well as on LinkedIn. Just look up Purpose Kingdom. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Please feel free to email any comments, questions, suggestions, or concerns to us directly at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, to talk with you, and for us to pray one for another. Please know that we love you all with the love of Christ. God bless you. We thank you all for joining in with us this evening. Reverend Aaron, wonderful word. God bless you, man of God. The ministry is back in your hands. Praise the Lord. God bless you. We just thank God for you all. Um, and and, 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 and we, we thank God for what he's doing. <clears throat> we recognize and understand our position as a body. I, I hear Mr. Calvin always says, body. We, we, we fit together and are supplied and sustained by the same source, my God. We, 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 we have to understand we are a part of each other. I want to read this in um, 1 Samuel 22 real quick. And it says in verse 2, it says, and everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him. Him is David. And he became a captain over them. And there were with him about 400 men. Listen, when we read that, who in the world wants that kind of group? Everyone that's discontented. Everyone that has a complaint. Everyone that has a need. <laughs> everyone that was distressed. Everyone that was distraught over the things and the situation came to David. This is a challenge for you men, for you women that are dwelling in the cave. Can you nurture those that come to you that are distressed, that are distraught, that are perplexed, that are in debt, that are dis? contented. God put you there to build you. You was running from a bad leader, put you in a group of people that were discontent, despaired, indebted, my God, that you may minister grace to them. He didn't put you in that situation that you can become one of them. Oh, yeah, you got troubles too. Let me tell you my story. No. He puts you in there that you may become a captain to them. <laughs> Hallelujah. He puts you there that you may shine as a light. He puts you there that that worship that he put in you may come out. That that song that he put in you may come out. That that word that he put in you may come out. He put you in there ah, because of the people. Listen, I'm going to tell you this almost every time I'm on the air. Your gift is not for you. Uh, let me say that again. Your gift is not for you. The Bible says that he put some of these gifts. It says, and some he gave to the church. First apostles. <laughs> Pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists. He put those in the body. Why did he put them in the body? Why did he put them in the church? Listen, for the building up of the body, for the working of the ministry, for the edifying of the saints. What? Why? Until we all, the doormen, the carpet cleaner, until we all, the prophet preacher, until we all, the evangelist and the usher, till we all, the groundskeeper and security, till we all come to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. We don't have it. I might be a toe. You might be a thumb. Your brother, your sister might be a part of the arm part of the leg, a part of the neck, a part of the chest, but whatever function you find yourself in, in the body, move in it to its fullness. We have a caller on the air. I forgot that we were also broadcasting online. Caller, you're on the line. I'm going to bring you on. Come on. Hello? 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 Hello
you can bring that caller on. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, Sean, Minister Aaron. I thank God for you. I'm glad to be back on this line again. I know a couple of times that I had went on and 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 and, and what it wasn't on. I was kind of disappointed, but when I found out last week, week before that it was on, I didn't get a chance to get on. But I thank God that I got a chance to get on tonight, and I just thank God for you as always, and I love you no matter what. And I just like like thing that you said, you know, that we in, in the in the cave, in the cave. I'm, I'm thinking, like, am I in the cave or am I coming out that cave or have I gotten out of yet? Or well, I'm at the precipice of the cave. So I'm just thanking God, you know, that I, I ain't stuck there. I ain't stuck in no cave now because I'm coming up out of them situations and out of all of those different kind of things because I know that God is my provider and he'll bring me through whatever situation it is that I'm in, even in the cave, because yeah, he's in the cave with me because he's going to bring me out of that cave. And I, 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 uh, I just, I'm just so um excited to be back on, on the, on the, uh, on the radio, on the line again. It's just a blessing just to hear you, you know, that like God has used you and He continues to use you, and you encourage me every time that I hear you, you know. And so I'm just so proud of you, and I love you so much, and I thank God for you each and every day, each and every day. So. I mean, I just wanted to let you know, like, to stay encouraged and be encouraged because I'm your number one fan. So I just wanted to to tell you that, you know, and and when you said something earlier, you said that we can do nothing without God. And I said that that we need him. And I, uh, this this is what I got to lean not his our strength and our comfort. And don't come, God, like you have everything. And I put it lean not to your own understanding and, 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 and he will direct your path. So that's what I'm doing, leading not to my own understanding. I ain't trying to know that I can't do things on my own. I can't do it by myself. I can't do nothing without him. So I'm learning every day, like whatever situation, what I'm going through, whatever whatever the dilemma, just give it to God, and he handled it for me. Like this pandemic, like things that are going through. I said, I talk to my sister all the time, so yeah, I tell her, it's hard out here at times, but it's doable. But it's only doable through God if we keep our faith in Him and and and, and trust Him and believe in Him. They say we can do anything through Christ that strengthens us, and I believe that because I, I can't do it on my own position because I don't have that kind of strength. So I have to give it to God. I have to lean on Him. I have to trust Him. I have to uh, 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 worship Him and praise Him. Because without him, I'm nothing. I can't, like I said earlier, I can't do nothing. So I ain't going to try to do nothing on my own. I'm just going to wait. And in my waiting, I'm going to do something. In my waiting, I'm going to pray. In my waiting, I'm going to trust. In my waiting, you know. So I just thank God for you, and I thank God for being God. And I always say, this is my thing. I said, if God don't do it, it don't get done. If he can't do it, it can't be done. And if he won't do it, it won't get done either. So I might as well just let him do it and stop trying to do it on my own. Because every time I try to do it on my own, I mess up. I notice that all the time. Every time I try to do something without God, I don't go to him first, it don't work out right. So I'm learning mm-hmm. not to do that. Yeah. Learning not to do that. Lean to my, not lean to my own understanding. But trust God in everything that I do. Uh-huh. I love Amen. you, son, no matter what, uh-huh. honey. Love you too, man. Okay, y'all got to forgive me. Mom, like she said, she's my number one fan. So I thank God she don't know how proud I am of her. You know, every time I see, I can't do nothing but smile and grinning like a Chester cat. But we thank God for the relationship that God has built. You know, if you have your mom, you know, you have someone that you love, cleave to them. You know, especially in these times, you know, we can't see each other. We, we try to do a Zoom app. I mean, we tried to do a Zoom with the family, with all our aunts. Man, that was the craziest thing ever. I sat there like, this is crazy. But listen, whatever means that you have to communicate with the saints of God, use it. You know, and if you can't, if, if you can't get online, you, you don't have the time. I mean, maybe you're working. You have things going on at home. Make time for God. I, I can't stress that enough. Make time for God. Make, make time. If you start with 10 minutes, if you start with 5 minutes, if you start with 15 minutes, work your way, but you have to start somewhere. 
You have to start somewhere. And I, I just want to, again, encourage those. You you understand we have lost people this year. I personally know at least a dozen people since March of last year that have passed, at, at least a dozen. It might even be more than that if I actually sit down and count them, but at least a dozen, at least four or five in our immediate family, cousins, first cousins, you know, in those realms, um, friends, neighbors, next door neighbors, you know, um, um, uh, childhood friends, you know, church family that have passed. Everyone has something that they're experiencing, but we want to make sure that whatever you're experiencing, that you're experiencing it with God. We are not experiencing it alone. Stop, stop coming to God like you have it all together when you don't. If you do, you know, and you have that type of relationship, praise the Lord. Pray for us. But if you don't and you find that this time has been a struggle for you, you have to go to God and say, God, I'm struggling. My, my heart is fainting. My faith is failing. I'm feeling weak. I'm feeling confused. And I know you're not the author of confusion, God. So I know that my feelings is my flesh or the devil. God, come through, show me, strengthen me. God, I need you. Help. My God, you you got to sometimes just cry. Help. God, help me. And as you cry out to God, the Bible says, this poor man cried. Are you afraid to cry to God? Are you afraid to holler? Are you afraid to let God know how much you need him? My God. I see, I can't talk like that because I feel the prayer coming up already. God, I need you. I need you to talk to people, to preach. I, I, I was telling a friend of mine, I don't know how my pastor preaches every Sunday. I said, I did not know that ministry was this hard because I was doing it in my own strength. You have to find a place where you have a daily presence, that you have a daily fellowship, that the strength of God energizes you to do the work of God because it's not you. We get burnt out because we rely on gifts and talents too much. We get burnt out because we rely on self and self-ability too much and not God. There is a dependency there for the minister of God to fellowship with God of the ministry. You have to have that link. You have to have that lifeline. You have to have that dunamis. You got to have that connection of God to do the work of God. Stop trying to do it by yourself. So what? You only a usher. So what? You're only a doorman. So what? You're only security. What you mean only? You're a child of God and the same God that works in the past. But guess what? Works in you and I. The same God that works in the minister works in you and I. The same God. And he knows your capacity. But it's not about your capacity. It's about who you're going to come across. Some of us in our capacity as doormen, as greeters, as whatever capacity we're in at the church, maybe we work on Sunday, but whatever capacity you're in, people are passing you daily. People are in your presence daily. You may be the only Jesus that they see. And what you learned in the cave has to be applied. What you learned in the cave has to be shown. What you learned in the cave has to be demonstrated. Or guess what? Back in the cave, you'll have to run. Some people say, I don't run because if I start running, I'm going to always be running. There has to be a place where that's all I can stand and I can't stand no more. There has to be a place where the line is drawn in the sand. There has to be a place where you say in your heart, this and no more. God, I want your life. God, I want what you have for me. God, I want to represent you the way you put it in my heart. 
here I am. I surrender. Listen, that's not something you just say as repentance. That's something you say daily. That's something you say as you continue to realize that without him, you're still a failure. That that without him, you're still worthless. That without him, your efforts are useless. Listen, we got about four minutes. And I just want to plead to you. I'll make sure I'll do better next time. People were texting me and saying, I'm moving too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't sit still. And I, I thank God for all of you that have tuned in. You know, continue to pray for us. Continue to pray for this nation. Continue to pray for your church, wherever you are affiliated, those from our church. You know, um, thank God for our pastor. You know, pray for our pastor. You know, um, continue um, as the Lord bless you. Continue to send your tithe. You know, we want to keep the church going, although we're not in the building. You know, God's house still has to be taken care of. You know, so those that are able, you know, I want to encourage you wherever your house of worship is. You know, don't forget the house. So we thank God for you. Um, and 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 that that that's about all I want to tell you guys today. Um, but we're going to stay in that cave. We're going to stay on David for a couple more weeks. Our next broadcast here is February the second. Uh, we'll be back. We're on every other Tuesday, you know. Um, and I'm thinking that we might move up to eight o'clock. But I know again when my boss comes back that my schedule is going to change again. So we'll. Um, play it as it comes along. Right now we're at nine o'clock, um, but it's already past my bedtime. <laughs> so, but we'll 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 let you know and have the um, information forthcoming. So let's let's pray. God, again, we do thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God, we can't thank you enough. Thank you, God, for what our ears have heard, God, what our hearts have felt of your word. God, we thank you that we understand and believe that your word says your word will not come back to your void. God, we always pray that you would bless us, uh, that you would anoint us, that you would save and deliver. God, but most of all, we pray that you would make us a blessing in the name of Jesus. Bless Pastor Toy. Bless Purpose Kingdom. God, bless every hearer. Bless their families and every family that's represented. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I hope that heaven and pray that heaven smiles on you, um, that you would stay safe during this pandemic. Do those things that you will know, keep you healthy, um, social distancing, washing your hands, wearing your mask as mandated. You know, we don't want anybody getting in trouble, you know, but as much as you can, pray for this nation. Pray for your church. You know, and we thank God, you know, for you. Um again, until next time, we'll be back DTW Ministries um on February the second. Um and we'll have the time that we'll post up at a later date. So God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Jesus bless. He raised me I will not lose. He saved me I will not lose. I will not lose. Never wanna see me down. I will not lose. Save me. I 